What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I kind of hate when influencers and social media people are like, oh my God, did you miss me? I'm back. I was gone. And and as a consumer, you're like, oh, I like didn't even notice. So whether you noticed or not, I took a week break, a week hiatus from the podcast for two reasons. Number one, oh, by the way, it's not even 8 a.m. yet, which just goes to show how excited and motivated I was to start recording again, but that means that my voice is struggling. It's it's my morning voice. It's my, I'm not even done with a cup of coffee voice. I'm about halfway through. It hasn't fully kicked in yet. I'm not in that like neurotic wired phase just yet. We're aiming to get there. So I apologize if my voice is a little bit groggy. It's my morning voice. Anyway, I took a week hiatus for two reasons. Number one, I kind of felt like I was starting to sound a little bit negative and bitchy, and I stand by everything I've said. (laughs) I don't have any regrets, and I do not wish to, like, make amends or issue out an apology, but it, you know, the whole, like, internet space and influencer culture was really getting me down and pissing me off, but it's amazing what happens when you unfollow, you click unfollow the people who are bugging you. And I've said it before, I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to say exactly which influencers were pissing me off, but I have unfollowed them out of sight, out of mind. They no longer bother me. And the second reason I took a hiatus was to sort out the nitty gritty details of my small business. I have officially photographed all my products. They are listed on Etsy. My shop name is Rest in Wreath. I have an Instagram page, Rest in Wreath. I purchased small shipping boxes and bubble wrap. And it's kind of daunting how much technical shit goes on behind a small business. Like it's one thing to make your crafts. Let's say you you know you make handmade candles or handmade paintings or you sew or whatever. It's one thing to like make it and then it's a whole other shindig to market it, promote it, list it, photograph it, put it on Etsy, make an Etsy account, make an Etsy shop or maybe you're using Shopify and all that jazz. So that's kind of where I've been and what I've been doing. That's not the point of this episode, though. Today is going to be a little bit of a story chit chat about how last weekend I was playing Cupid for a girlfriend of mine. You've heard her name before, Amy, Um, and how and today's episode is going to be kind of like tips on how to meet men either for yourself or for your friends. You're at a bar. You see a cute guy. Maybe your friend is a little bit shy and you're not, so like you're willing to take the bullet and you're willing to make that first step and introduce yourself and just get the ball rolling. So if you are interested in playing wing woman for your friends, meeting guys yourself, but you just kind of don't know how or you're stuck in a rut or you're just like not finding luck or you're picking the wrong targets, this episode might be helpful for you. So we're going to backtrack to last weekend. It was Amy's 33rd birthday, um, the same weekend as my two-year wedding anniversary. Cute. So it was was a very social, draining, (laughs) tiresome weekend. I mean, you know me, homebody, introvert. I'm happiest at home on the couch. But last weekend, 
two social events back to back. Friday night was my anniversary. We had brunch in the morning together and then dinner and then a little like sexy hotel room night. Uh, like a staycation in downtown Minneapolis, booked a fancy schmancy hotel room, had some cocktails at the the lobby bar, and then went upstairs and had some champs, some stroobs, and some sexy time. That's all I'll say about that. And then on Saturday was Amy's birthday. So we went to this like really fancy schmancy pop-in bar where they play loud ass like flow rata music. You know the type of bar I'm talking about. And we were sipping on not just regular espresso martinis. Pumpkin spice espresso martinis. So imagine the, you know, the Starbucks PSL. Yeah, I mean, kind of like that. I was going to say like, what what's the difference? But whatever. Anyway. Delicious ass cocktails. And then Amy's sister, Ashley, said she was like, wait, you guys, like there's a lot of hot guys here. And we start looking around. And even though I'm married, like I have fucking eyeballs and I'm a fucking human. And it's perfectly natural to be to notice an attractive person and say that's an attractive person. So I kind of like picked a target in my head to introduced to Amy or at least see if Amy was interested in this one guy picked him out in my head and it's so funny because I feel like the evening was almost foreshadowing for the events to come so I'll rewind even a little bit more before we got to the bar we were at Amy's apartment eating like tacos and nachos and just getting our stomach full of carbs for a night of drinking and while we were eating um, Amy's sister Ashley is also pretty recently single. Maybe she and her boyfriend broke up like six months ago. So them two were talking about like how Tinder and Bumble and dating apps just like aren't working. They would rather meet men organically, naturally at the bar or at a library or a grocery store, just somewhere outside of the app dimension in person, someone who has the balls to come up to you or, you know, as modern women, we can go up to them. Like, who cares? And I, and, but they were saying, like, I find it hard to approach men, even though I find them attractive, even though I want to, I like kind of freeze. And then I said, you guys, like, let me play wing woman for you. Like, if we see a hot guy tonight, tell me and I will be the Trojan horse that goes in first and tests the waters because being, you know, married and, and, I don't have to worry about rejection or the awkwardness of if the guy is in a relationship. Like I have no problem walking up to a guy and saying, hi, I think you're cute. Or my friend thinks you're cute. Or, hey, like, do you come here often? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the cheesy open one openers. They sound better coming out of a woman's mouth. Like when a guy says you come here often, it sounds like cheesy and cliche and boring. But when a woman says it, it's like, ooh, like. Here's a woman who's not afraid of jumping in there and like making herself known and showing interest right out the gate. So I was like, you guys, like if we see a guy tonight, tell me and I will be the hamster in on the hamster wheel and I will be the rat in this little experiment. Foreshadowing, you know, fast forward two hours later, we're at the bar and Ashley's like, yeah, there's hot guys here. So... After she said that, actually, Ashley had to leave because she had work in the morning. Oh, shit. Sorry. 
my little microphone messed up. So after Ashley left, because she had work in the morning, it was just Amy and I. And Amy was like, yeah, you know, she's right. Like, there are hot guys here. And I was like, okay, you are clearly interested in speaking to a guy tonight, and I'm going to make it happen. And here's what unfolded. So now we're going to move into, like, the process of how we made ourselves, oh, God damn it, how we made ourselves, like, noticeable to the guys and how we picked a target and how the rest of the night unfolded. So tip number one, I would say, is pick one guy to focus on. If, like, you know, you got to have horse vision. You got to zero in on one target because that makes it easier. If you're like, ooh, maybe that guy or maybe that guy or what about that guy? It's like, okay, whoa, 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 pause. We can't be talking to, like, three guys at once. Or maybe we can. If the guys are all friends, that definitely makes it easy. But if we're talking about three separate social groups, we got to just pick one. So we picked one. But, of course, Amy is being like, no, no, no. Like, no, like, I don't want to. But she does want to because she's the one who noticed him. Like, no, no, Sophie, no, no, no. And I was like, Amy, get up. Because we were sitting with Ashley. It was a three tabletop. So we were sitting kind of far away, removed from the bar in a less crowded space because we were sitting at an actual table. But when Ashley left and it was just the two of us, I was like, it's dumb to be sitting at this large table. Let's go up to the bar. I see two open seats that are actually right next to the target. So I grabbed our cocktails and I moved us to the bar and I sat down in on the bar seats. So that would be like tip number two is if you are interested in mingling or chatting, you got to remove yourself from the tabletop. Like no guy, no matter how ballsy or confident he is, he's not going to interrupt a fucking tabletop. Like a tabletop is for families and intimate dinners and be like alone time and quality time with just like, you know, that group sitting at the bar naturally just being that close to other strangers. And sometimes like it's so crowded that you're literally shoulder to shoulder with strangers that just automatically opens the door for conversation. And at the very least, eye contact. So that would be tip number two is sit at the bar. Tip number three, I always like to start with an icebreaker. Is this seat taken? Are you res- are you saving the seat? Is somebody sitting here? Can I grab this chair? It's not flirting. It's literally just a question, but it opens the gate like you maybe touch their shoulder gently and say, hi, excuse me, like, sorry to bother you. Is the seat taken? And then you lock eyes with them. They notice you. They see you noticing them. Maybe there's like that instant like click in the eyeballs. And that just shows that you're not afraid to talk and that you're a nice person, like nice people ask if you're saving a seat. Nice people say, excuse me, sorry to bother you. Is this seat taken? So it shows that you're a nice, decent person who thinks of others before just like plopping your purse on a bar stool and claiming the space. Tip number four would be like, you just have to have the energy and the radiance that you want to talk to people. And I would say that that comes through mostly in your body language. 90% of communication is through body language. So if you're on your fucking phone or it's clear that you're swiping on any sort of app, not necessarily just a dating app, but if you're swiping on your phone or you're like looking at the ceiling or looking at the floor or like you're nervously twitching, no. You got to sit still, pull your shoulders back, pretend you have a string attached to the crown of your head and that string is pulling you straight up 
keep your shoulders back, keep your chest open, look directly at the bartender to order a drink, or be engaged in conversation with your friends. You'd be surprised at how much, or maybe that you wouldn't be surprised, but how much you overhear other conversations. And when you overhear those conversations, you might be naturally inclined to be like, oh my God, I was like, let, you know, everyone's talking about the fucking Taylor Swift album. I don't give a shit about Midnight's personally. I've never been a Taylor Swift fan, but let's say like you and your friends were talking about Taylor Swift and then the party next to you was like, oh my God, like we were just talking about how, you know, vigilante shit is like such a good song. Then you naturally have formed a, uh, a connection between two social groups. So those are my tips. But now let's move into like the actual story of how the events unfolded last Saturday night. So I did, I grabbed Amy's cocktail for her. I asked if these bar stools were open. The guy said yes. So we sit down and we start talking, just us two. But giving that radiance that we were open to conversation. So what I did was I kind of like positioned my shoulders in a three-quarter angle. I wasn't fully turned diagonally away from the target facing Amy. I was literally halfway between the two. My right shoulder was facing the target and my left shoulder was facing Amy. And I was kind of stuck in this like 45 degree angle because I didn't want to close myself off entirely, you know? So we're talking just us two and like clockwork, I'm telling you, guys are so easy, so predictable, so routine, and just like simple. Guys are fucking simple. It's women who are complicated, okay? So like clockwork, not the target, but the target's friend says like, what are you drinking? Like, what are you ladies drinking? And I said espresso, no, pumpkin spice espresso martini. And he's like, oh, shit, like, I I don't like coffee. I'm so sensitive to coffee. I can't drink it past, like, 7 a.m. or I'm up all night. And he's like, are you girls, like, celebrating something? Because if you're drinking espresso at 10 o'clock at night, you, like, must be, like, must be wanting to, like, party and stay out all night. And I was like, actually, we are celebrating something. It's Amy's birthday. And listen, like, I'm not telling you to lie. Because a relationship that starts on lies probably isn't going to go very far. But it never hurts to, like, throw in the word birthday or some kind of, like, special event. Like, maybe, oh, my friend got promoted or my friend just signed a lease on a new apartment or my friend just, like, rescued a new dog or it's my friend's birthday or we're celebrating her one-year work anniversary, like what the fuck ever, just like name some kind, even if it's false, even if you're not celebrating anything, just make up something like, oh, it's her name day. Oh, her sister just had a kid and she's like officially an aunt or um, it's her one year anniversary of living in the city. Like what the fuck ever it is, just say you're celebrating something. Especially if the guy asks, like, what are you ladies doing out tonight? Like, what brought you out? Like, what are you here for? Is it a special occasion? Just say fucking yes. Because guess what? If you say that you are celebrating something, especially a birthday, the guy is more than probably going to offer to buy you a birthday drink or a birthday shot. And when that happens, boom, baby, 
the gates are open, your foot is not only in the door, like your whole leg is in the door, your arm, your torso, your chest, your boobies, your butt are fully in the door and it is flirting time, it is go time, it is make a connection time. So of course, when the guy was like, are you lady, like, are you wanting to be out all night? I was like, yes, we are because it is Amy's birthday and she would like a birthday shot. And that's when the, uh, so this whole time we were talking to the target's friend, but the target is like right next to him. So now the target, we're going to call him D because his first name starts with a D, but like, I don't want to like share it. So D turns around and he overhears that we're celebrating a birthday and he, you know, turns to Amy and is like, you want the devil shot? She was like, the devil shot? What's that? And he was like, tequila, duh. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is going so well. Now we've got like tequila shot offers and now we've officially like reined in the target D. Now we're like officially in business. And, you know, it's me and Amy. We're not going to turn down a shot no matter what it is. So, like, tequila, bring it on. And we're like, well, wait, if we're taking a tequila shot, like, you have to, too. And he was like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I'm going to vomit, but, like, I'll take a shot of something else. And we were like, fine. So then the four of us, D, his friend, me, and Amy are taking this shot together. And then from there, it was pretty, like, self-explanatory. Like, we just end up talking and... Uh, D's friend ends up talking to, ends up kind of like going outside for a cigarette and talking to other friends out there on the street because they all live in like this neighborhood and they have friends literally on every street corner. So it was kind of just me, Amy, and D talking and flirting and we ended up going to a second bar together and I ended up, I was pretty drunk by the end of this, so I don't really know how it ended between Amy and Dee. I do know they exchanged phone numbers. I do know they are following following each other on Instagram. But in terms of like seeing ch- each other again, I don't know. I don't know if, they've, if they're going to hang out. Actually, I will have an update for you after this weekend. So it is Halloween weekend coming up and Amy and I are going out and I might, you know, I'm going to ask her, like, have you spoken to D since last weekend? Do you want to invite him to like the Halloween party? So maybe on, maybe when we talk next week, I will give you an update. So that's, yeah, that's how the night played out. And listen, even though Amy and D might never see each other again, they're obviously not like star-crossed lovers. Maybe they'll never see each other or exchange words again in their life. That's not necessarily always the point of playing a wing woman or trying to set up your friends. You're not trying to get a fucking engagement ring on their finger. You're trying just to like open the door, make them more comfortable approaching guys because I'm fucking tired of women saying like, oh, I wanted to talk to him, but he didn't come up to me or like, oh, he's really cute. But like, I don't it's like, no, like you can take the first step. Right. And playing wing woman is just that it just makes it like one level easier because you are the icebreaker. You are the cold opener. You know, conversations are are kind of like sex where there's a warm up, there's, you know, a de-icing period. You got to like it's a dance, right? And 
the first time you dance, you're going to be a little clumsy and flimsy and you have two left feet. But the more often you dance, the more you practice the dance and the steps and the choreography, you're going to get better. And that's what being a wing woman is all about, is taking that plunge, taking that first step, entering as the Trojan horse on the battlefield, testing the waters. And if it's all good, you get good vibes from this guy. You know that he's single. He's willing to talk. He's like in a social chatty mood. Then you bring in the real deal. You bring in your friend. You introduce them. You lie about celebrating something. And if the guy is a gentleman, he is probably going to offer you a celebratory drink or shot. So now I kind of want to transition because D did say something to me. He was like, so he was joking. He was being nice, but he was obviously like hinting at the fact that I'm married, but I'm talking to guys at the bar and I'm like taking tequila shots with guys at the bar. And he was kind of like, "Mm, like, what does your husband think? And I said to him, I was like, I'm married. I'm not like chained to the fucking bed. I'm not like a slave. I'm not... I'm not not me like I'm like I've always been open to talking to strangers and I've always been open to just like shooting the shit with randos like I don't care like I I am shameless so just because I'm married I'm not going to just change so it got me thinking about like can married women talk to men at the bar can married women accept shots or drinks from the bar and my answer is yes because it's all about intention What is your intention of this conversation? What is your intention by accepting this drink or this shot? If your intention is innocent and falls within the boundaries of like not cheating, then you can say yes. So like my intent with talking to Dee was for Amy. It was to get Amy to flirt with this guy, to get Amy to exchange numbers and possibly form like a flirtatious connection. I was just... The guinea pig, like I said, I was just the Trojan horse. I mean nothing in this conversation. I am literally just here to facilitate, to speed, you know, smooth things along, make the process effortless and seamless for Amy. So because that was my intent, I'm good. I'm innocent. Like I'm not doing anything wrong and I don't feel like I am. And maybe some listeners are like, well... What if the tables were reversed and how would you feel if your husband was talking to women at the bar? And here's what I will say. And I might get um, canceled for this, even though I'm not nearly that famous or successful to be canceled. But I'm a Democrat. I'm a liberal. Like, but I've never considered myself woke. Like, I don't subscribe to woke Twitter or TikTok or Instagram I believe in like gender equality. I believe in feminism, but I don't believe that the genders or the sexes are the same. Men and women are different. Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. I never read that book, but I would probably agree with a lot of the things written in it. Men and women, yes, we're equal. We should have equal rights, equal payments, equal societal status, equal power, equal opportunities, equal education, everything. Of course, I fucking believe that. Who wouldn't? But I don't believe that equal means the same. So men and women are not the fucking same. We have different brains. We have different bodies. We have different hormones. We have different chemicals coursing through our veins. Men and women are different. And because we're different, we have different 
intentions, different goals, different communication styles, different motives, and different ways ways of thinking. And I'm going to say a blanket statement that has been approved by every cis-hetero male I've ever talked to. Men only talk and like actually put in their effort and time into women they want to sleep with. Men talk to women for one thing and one thing only, and that is sex. The end goal is sex. And of course, it's going to take some steps to get there. So step one would be like flirting. Step two would be exchanging phone numbers. Step three would be planning the first date. But the end goal is sex. Men talk to women for sex. Men buy women drinks for sex. Men go to clubs and bars for the opportunity to have sex. Women don't do that. Women go to the bar to celebrate their birthdays. Women go to the bar for their friends. Women go to the bar to dance and have fun. Women go to the bar to wear this really cute dress they bought and these really cute heels and feel good about themselves. Women go to the bar to take pictures and make TikTok videos and collect photo booth photographs. Women go to the bar for maybe like 20 different reasons. Men go to the bar nine times out of 10 to meet a woman and eventually have sex with her. So when I talk to a man at the bar, I could be doing it for one of 10 different reasons. To hook up my friend, to just have a fun conversation, to make a connection. Men talk to women for sex. So if my husband was talking to a woman at the bar, I would say like, you're trying to fucking fuck her. And that's not cool. But when I talk to a guy at the bar, I'm just being friendly or I have some sort of ulterior mission like to hook up my friend. And I actually have two examples of this, of me talking to men at the bar and me thinking it's going kind of one way, me thinking that it's going towards like the friend route or it's just casual conversation. But the guy is thinking, I want to get your number and I want to bang you. So the first was um, both of these stories actually took place in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. I lived there like two and a half years ago at this point. So the first, um, I was going to this hot yoga studio and I was a regular there. I probably went three, four times a week. And I noticed that this guy was going to the same classes as me. We always ended up having our mats next to each other. And I'm like fully in a relationship. I'm not engaged yet, but I am living with my now husband. And I'm going to admit something. I did think that this guy was gay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that that that's like a crime against humanity these days to like assume somebody's sexuality. But you see a guy in a yoga class. He's wearing like tight spandex biker shorts. He's like one of only like one of two guys there. So, yeah, I did think he was maybe gay. And because I thought he was gay, that made that took the pressure off of me saying hi. I mean, how many times have we been in like fucking child's pose next to each other? It's awkward not to say hi. So I did. I introduced myself and I was like, hey, like, do you live in the neighborhood? Because you obviously come here a lot. Um, and he was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, cool, what building? And then I was like, what are your favorite restaurants around here? And what are your favorite bars? And then, and then I think I said, like, after yoga, I was like, hey, do you want to get lunch? Like, I'm fucking starving. And he was like, uh, yeah, sure. So I'm having lunch with him. And he says, he's like, hey, so just be honest. Like, 
did you think I was gay? And is that the reason why you were comfortable talking to me? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, I'm not. And I was like, okay, like, who cares? Like, we're still just two humans having lunch. He knew, I think I mentioned that, like, I lived with my guy. And he mentioned that he was a single straight man. But it was still like, okay, whatever. Like, you're cool. I'm cool. We think each other are cool. Like, what's, what's the problem? Plus, my husband fucking knew. I'm not, like, keeping secrets. My husband fucking knew that I was having lunch with this guy. And he was like, yeah, like, if he's nice and you have this common interest in yoga, like, go for it. Talk to him. I don't fucking care. And then I tried hanging out with this guy. What was his name? Was his name David? We're going to say David, okay? I tried hanging out with David again. I tried, like, bringing him to meet my husband and I and have, like, you know, more of a, a group activity going on. And he started to get, like, really fucking flaky and really flimsy and shitty at like texting me back and there was this event called pie night so it was pizza night and like sweet pie night hosted at this bar on our street so I texted David like hey there's pie night at this fucking bar and who doesn't like pizza and who doesn't like pie like let's go it's on our fucking street you can just walk here in five minutes and he was like yeah yeah, yeah I'll be there he didn't show up. And not only did David not show up, but I texted him like, hey, me and my husband are here. Like, are you coming? Should we wait for you? No reply. No reply. And then like three weeks later, I was like, okay, I'm just going to give one last shot. And if David says anything sketchy, I'm done. And David responded like, hey, um, you know, obviously I think you're really nice. Like I liked having lunch with you that one time, but I'm just like not interested in like having platonic friendships with women. That's literally what he said. I am not interested in having platonic relationships with women, thus proving my point that if I was single, David would for, for sure come to pie night. But because he knew I was there with my husband, he was like, oh, why waste my time? Literally, why waste my time hanging out with a woman who I cannot have sex with because she's in a committed, loving relationship? That's example number one. Example number two, also in Portland, Oregon, I lived on like a really poppin' street where there was bar, restaurant, tattoo shop, hair salon, boutique, bar, bar, restaurant, restaurant. So it was very easy for me in the middle of the day to just walk downstairs and pop into a bar. So on this one gorgeous, sunny spring day, I was really bored at home. I was like, I'm going to go read. I'm going to go read. I'm going to drink some like bubbles or maybe like an Aperol spritz. And I'm just going to enjoy the sunshine. So I get to the bar and the only available table on the patio is next to a guy who is also there sitting by himself reading a book. And not only that, but we are wearing the exact same outfit. We're both wearing a plain white t-shirt like light denim and the exact same Reebok sneakers. I'm saying exact same. I wear like pretty gender neutral shoes. Like I wear Vans and Converse and Adidas, like all those shoes men and women equally wear. So we're wearing the exact same fucking Reebok sneakers. And we look at each other and we kind of like awkwardly smile like, hey, like nice shoes. <laughs> and then I am sitting in silence reading. He is sitting in silence reading. And eventually he's just like, hey, what are you reading? And at this point, I am engaged and I have my engagement ring on my finger. And I think that this, like, listen, if, if I have any straight male listeners, before you talk to a woman, please, please 
just take the one second to look at her left hand. It takes one millisecond to confirm whether this woman is engaged, married, or possibly single. If she just has a boyfriend, you're not going to know by looking at her hand. But like, if this guy would have taken the one second to look at my left hand, we would have avoided the catastrophe that follows. So we start talking about the book that I'm reading. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm wearing my engagement ring. He knows I'm engaged. This isn't going to go anywhere flirtatious. We start talking about his book and yada, yada, yada. He ends up saying, hey, I have to kind of go home. Can I have your number? And I was like, wait, what? Like, we've been talking for maybe like 15 minutes. And in this time, you have not noticed my engagement ring. And I'll admit to something. I was so like caught off guard that he didn't notice and that I said yes. And I gave him my real number because I was so scared that he was going to text me on the spot to confirm that my number was correct. He didn't do that, but I still ended up giving him my real number. And then I get home and I'm like, husband, something happened. And he's like, oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. But like, I gave this guy my number because I felt so awkward and shy and uncomfortable. And I thought he saw my ring, but he obviously didn't. And like, now he has my number and he's going to text me. And I was like, please don't be mad. And he's like, you know what, babe? (laughs) He was so, I love this answer. He was like, babe, I don't know the first thing about what it means or what it takes to be a woman in this world. Sometimes you just got to give a guy a number to get him off your back. And sometimes you just got to say, yes, like this is the correct number. Because if you don't, the guy can get angry. The guy can get pissy. Maybe he can like yell at you. Like you don't fucking know. Like guys are so fucking sensitive that if you say like, no, I'm not going to give you my number. They could fucking like punch you in the face and carry you out the bar unconscious and throw you in a van. Like you don't fucking know. So he was like, babe, like if you got to give out your number just to get a guy peacefully away from you, just do it. Just do whatever you got to do to remove yourself from the conversation or the situation as comfortably as possible for you. And I was like, shit, like, wow, I fucking love you. Thanks for being so understanding. And I was like, all right, well, he's probably going to text me today or tomorrow. So I'll just let you know. The guy did text me a few hours later and I had to say like, hey, listen, this is awkward and it's entirely my fault. I'm so sorry. I am in a relationship. I just felt so you know, shy and and timid in that moment to kind of like say no to the number exchange. But yeah, like I am in a relationship, but we can still be friends. And then he texted back like, hey, haha, no worries. I have enough friends, though. Boom. Second example of a guy declining my friendship because it would be platonic. And there would be no opportunity for sex. So I'm going to end the episode there. Have a great Halloween weekend, everybody. I will talk to you next week. Bye.